Live from the Business Radio X studio inside Renaissance Bank, the bank that specializes in understanding you. It's time for North Fulton Business Radio. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of North Fulton Business Radio. I'm John Ray, and folks, we are broadcasting from inside Renaissance Bank in beautiful Alpharetta. And if you're looking for a better banking experience for your business, if you've gotten the big bank treatment, you know what I mean by that. If you're, if you're at one of those big mega banks, you know exactly what I mean by that. Uh, and you're tired of that. I suggest you try to run us on bank. I think they're big enough to handle pretty much any need you can throw at them, but they're small enough to deliver their service in a personal way. And I know that myself, I'm working with, a, with them on a client of mine in my advisory practice right now. And they're just fantastic. They're responsive, they're personal, uh, and they do great work. So go to renaissancebank.com and find one of their local offices and give them a call. And I think you'll be glad you did. And tell them that, that I sent you, okay? Renaissance Bank Understanding You, member FDIC. And now I want to welcome Jason Etheridge. Jason is with Logic Speak. Jason, welcome. Thanks so much for having me. So happy to be here. Yeah, thanks for coming in. Let's talk about Logic Speak. How are you serving folks out there? Fantastic. So Logic Speak is a, what we call a managed services provider. We provide IT services and solutions to small businesses located in really the southeast, but mostly headquartered or, or located around Metro Atlanta. Terrific. That's pretty. It sounds simple, but it's pretty complicated under the hood, right? Unfortunately, <laughs> IT is never simple. That where we wouldn't have a job. Yeah, that exactly, exactly. Let's talk about you for uh, a minute and talk about uh, maybe the little bit of your background and and why you're passionate for the work you're doing at Logic Speak. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm a local local Georgia boy. I grew up here and uh, went to Georgia Tech to get my degree and. Mm-hmm. Um, Went the route of bigger business, worked for companies, um, eventually got bought out by HP and um, saw what a big company, really, like you mentioned, that really big bank, you know, this really big company, what right. it can do, and really had a passion for providing the same level of service or better level of service to small businesses. And so that's how Logic Speed began, is that we wanted to give that same experience or a better experience to small businesses. And um, then after a few years, I bought out my business partner mm. and... Um, had to decide what I wanted the company to really be at that point. Yep. And uh, so that's where our mission came from, which is to use our abilities and technology to have a positive impact on the lives of our clients, employees, and community. Wow. That's quite a uh, cool mission statement. Yeah. It, it really comes from my own kind of personal belief that I was put here on the planet to serve other people. Mm-hmm. And as long as I can do that, that's what I'm here for. Good for you. Good for you. Um, Jason, you and I were laughing on the way in. And, and actually, I mean, let, let's just be real about this. I mean, usually you're not laughing with an IT services guy, right? I mean, <laughs> it's, it's always a serious conversation, right? Uh, with, with not a lot of personality mixed in, but you're, you're an IT services guy with a personality. It's sometimes one-sided conversations <laughs> as well, right? Um, I, yeah, it's, I, I, I usually get some unusual looks when I first meet people. And the fact that I can complete sentences and carry a conversation, right. even look people in the eyes from time yeah. to time. Is, you, is a plus. Yeah, you don't look at their shoes while you're talking no. to them, right? Okay. <laughs> no. okay. That's true. Uh, that is true. Okay. I, thank you for letting me give you a hard time about that. <laughs> um, but that really, um, we laugh about that, but that really is um, 
That's important, mm-hmm. right? Because people want to talk to somebody with your skill and expertise that knows all the lingo and so forth, but they actually want to be able to speak English with you, right? And that's that's what we hope. That's the speak part about our company is mm-hmm. that we really want to translate technology in terms that business owners and, and employees can understand and that we don't humiliate them or make them feel bad that they don't know the latest three-letter acronym or you know the technology that we do. And so sure. we're... We really just believe that we're people helping people, and we just happen to do technology. Love it. Love it. Um, Talk a little bit, Jason, about the, I guess, what you're seeing out there in terms of some of the issues that small businesses are dealing with in their IT services. We hear about, you know, cybersecurity. We hear about hacking. We, I mean, it seems like every day there's a new headline, and we're almost, um, immune to the effects of it, right? Mm -hmm. Talk about some of the issues that you're seeing that small businesses need to be aware of when it comes to IT. So we'll talk on both sides, certainly starting with security. Um, It's not going away. And, um, you know, if if you're a business owner or in a business and you're not investing in security, then it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when you will be impacted. Mm-hmm. And so we, you know, one of the things that we really stress to when we work with our clients is that you have to have a plan. Um, you have to be thinking about security. Security has to be part of everything that you do. Um, mm-hmm. Also, the, we can all admit, because we are, I is one, um, human beings are our most insecure thing. Um, we're the ones that click on the emails that we shouldn't click on. We're the ones, you know, that put our password in places that doesn't belong. And, um, you know, teaching or empowering employees with, with knowledge about security and to know what to look out for and to know what to do um, is a really, really big part of any cybersecurity strategy. You mean, I can't believe you said the enemy is me. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> in the most gentle and kind way possible. I know. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you were, you, you, you made that soft. Yeah. I appreciate that. Well. Um, but, but um, talk about the, the way small businesses typically this is before you get uh, a hold of them, right, and, mm-hmm. and and fix them up. But how do they typically approach IT strategy, assuming they have one? So what we found in general is that most of the time they don't have one. Um, you know, strategy around IT is really, really important. Um, and uh, the the reason is because if if you have IT, then um, that's not aligned toward your business needs the business can't grow and can't succeed because IT is actually holding people back. I mean, most of the conversations you have with every third person is how bad IT is or, you know, how much they don't like their support organization or something doesn't work because of IT. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then IT is not a strategic, strategic advantage in that way. So it's really important to kind of bake strategy into what you do. And, and um, as an IT person, this will be a shocking thing to hear. Um, but IT strategy doesn't start with IT. It actually starts with business needs mm. and working with businesses to understand where are you going? What right. is the next six months, the next year, the next three to five years hold? Understanding that story arc of that business and then making sure that IT is designed to help facilitate that. I love that. Uh, so what you're trying to get at is what's the outcome you're looking for, mm-hmm. right? And how do we fit in that outcome? How do we um, uh, truncate the journey to that outcome, right? Right, right. How, how do we use technology to help facilitate or empower the business to get where they need to go? Terrific. Um, so let's talk about that process. You, okay. co- you come in, you work with a new client, uh, they don't have a strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you walk uh, a client through 
the process of getting to that comprehensive strategy? Great question. First thing that we do, as, as I mentioned, is sit down and we talk about the business need. We understand, you know, are you going to move in a different industry or are you going to add a line of service? Do you plan to acquire other companies? Do you plan to expand geographically? Um, are you an in now, you know, now past COVID, are you an in office company or are you a work remote company? Mm. You know, what, are, what is the personality of your company? And first we have to understand the business. Then we can talk about the technology initiatives and start to conduct alignments to make sure that everything technology wise is set to accomplish those initiatives. And that's, do you do that after someone becomes a client or is that part of the the process in terms of evaluating each other before the Mm -hmm. engagement is signed? So generally that process starts in onboarding. So when we first, you know, we're going to meet you, we're going to make sure we're a good fit for you. You're going to make sure we're a good fit for you, you know, as well. Sure. And um, then as soon as we, you know, the first part of onboarding is really to to make that connection, get to know the company. Um, The other thing we start to do is to become a student of their industry. Um, You know, we work um, pretty heavily in engineering, accounting, finance, you know, financial planning. Um, so, but if it's an industry that we don't normally work in, we want to understand and become a student of that industry to understand how technology um, can enable that business or that industry to succeed. So then the moment that we do that, we can start to craft an architecture or architect a solution as it relates to where they are now and where they want to get to. Gotcha. And what it, what is the, um, I, I guess, what are the, I'm trying to ask two questions at one time. So let me, let me uh, pause and get to one and two then, I'll, then, yeah, I'll sure. ask, then I'll ask the other one. Um, what I wanted to, to know was what is, what are the kind of questions that you get from, from what are the, the kind of questions that a business owner should be asking of their a potential IT services provider that they're not asking? Great, great question. Um, and I'll answer that kind of stepping back a little bit. A lot of times when we start to work with customers and, and, and it in that business historically has been about one thing, reactive support, mm. something's broken, call my IT guy, right. have him fix it. Um, the problem with that, what we typically call break fix is yep. that it doesn't move the organization forward. It really is just making sure that things don't break and that if they do break, that they get fixed quickly. Um, without that strategic component of moving things forward, asking those questions about where the business is going, technology becomes stagnant. And then a business five years down the road will find out that they're behind from their competitors Mm. because that other competitor has invested in technology Mm -hmm. and has turned technology into an advantage and they still have old processes. They're not productive. They're not efficient. They haven't invested in new computers and they end up finding themselves behind. Right. Right. And what are a related question? What are the, uh, Things a other than a great personality. What are what what are the characteristics of an IT services organization that small businesses ought to be looking for? How do they evaluate it? Because they're they're not technical uh, experts. So how do they value who's good and who's not? And we find that all the time in in the sales process and in talking with prospective clients. Um, there's a lot of education that we have to do. Um, to, to help educate prospective clients on what questions to ask and on mm-hmm. really on how to evaluate us as an industry. Our industry is fairly young. You know, engineering has been around since God was a baby and, you know, we're, mm-hmm. we're a little bit newer to the game. Um, and so there's not this understanding of comparing apples to apples. And, you know, this company says they do these things. This company provides these security services. And if, if not educated, the, the tendency will be to go with the cheapest price 
which oftentimes doesn't lead to predictive results. Um, so we, the, the questions that we generally will, will uh, try to educate on is ask them what their plan is. How do they ensure that you, your IT is continually aligned to your, tech, to your business need? Mm-hmm. What's the process for that? Is there a process? Um, or most companies like us, their proactive side of things is we install patches, which is important. Has to be done. Right. Um, we all have seen the Windows updates, you know, that, that pop up regularly, or if you're on a Mac as well. So we all know what that is and that that needs to be done. But that's not where proactivity ends. We really have to think about the future and ask questions and get to know the business. The other question that we've already kind of addressed how much does your IT company want to get to know your business? How much do they really ask about where you're going, about mm-hmm. what your industry is facing? Um, have they ever brought any industry-related IT knowledge to the table? Have they said, hey, have you guys considered this thing that we're seeing in the engineering space or in the accounting industry or whatever the case may be? Um, if they're not partnering with you to, to use technology in your industry, then that's a sign that, that maybe they're not as proactive as you would as you need them to be. Jason Etheridge is with us, folks. He's with Logic Speak, and they're based right here in Alpharetta. Um, you know, that's – I love that. Uh, Jason, because you know you you um, uh, people don't know what they don't know, and when they don't know what they don't know, they go to the lowest common denominator, which is unfortunately often price. Mm-hmm. And price is not a way to evaluate. Certainly, well, anyone, but certainly someone in your business. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, we tell people all the time. You know, we we don't want to be the cheapest. We certainly don't want to be the most expensive. We want to provide the right value. And, you know, at the end of the day, if you feel like you're paying a fair price for the value that you're getting, then we're probably on the right track. Yeah. So what do I need to stay up to date? I I, I hire you as my IT services provider. What do I need to stay up to date on at that point? I mean, because I can see how, how, look, I just want to get this done and I want to focus on my business. And I really don't want to have to keep up with all this stuff, Jason. So, but tell me what I need to keep up with uh, even after I've hired you. Does that make sense? It does. And I I think you kind of said it as a business owner, you need to focus on, and your whole business needs to focus on your core competency. You clearly are in business because you're really good at something. And most of the time, if you're working with a company like mine, it's not it. Mm -hmm. Um, Any amount of time, Time is our most precious material or resource. We all know that, and there's, we can't get any of it back. And so really, to be efficient and to move forward as a business, you need to focus on your core competencies. And, and in terms of leaving IT and recommendations and knowing about industry trends and knowing about those kinds of things, then that's where you partner with a company like LogicSpeak to be able to be that side of things where we bring new technologies or we bring ideas and recommendations. Um, one of the, the most fun things that we get to do is to, is to help employees be more productive and efficient where they're not sitting waiting 20 minutes for their computer to turn on every day and go get coffee into the water cooler because their computer is so slow mm-hmm. that we get them back to work and help them to, to accomplish their goals. You know, that really came to light in the pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because you had a situation where uh, suddenly everyone's remote and they d- didn't necessarily plan on that. And this was some pretty big companies that really um, hit some some uh, operating problems, right? Yep. Because they weren't prepared for that. Great, great uh, point. Um, 
you know, prior to the pandemic, we had already, you know, Logic Speak fully embraces cloud technologies. You know, we, we really believe that you can get a lot more bang for your buck going with a platform like Microsoft 365 um, than the old traditional way of, you know, three, four, five servers in a closet. And, you know, then you have to replace them every so often and, you know, those kinds of things. Um, and so we had been working for years to, to help clients move into that type of environment, Microsoft 365, Azure for virtual servers. So when the pandemic hit, 90% of our clients literally just went home and connected to their same services, all their cloud services from the computers at home. They didn't miss a beat. So preparing for that from a business continuity perspective became a lot easier mm-hmm. when you move to the cloud. The you know, customers who have servers and applications that only work in the office, you know, they had trouble and had to really think through, as you pointed out, what is our continuity strategy when we're forced to work from home for two months mm-hmm. because the government says so or right. whoever says so. Right. And, um, and so that was, that was an, an interesting time in our industry for sure. Yeah. And uh, you know, you talked about your um, kind of sweet spot in terms of clients being professional services folks. Uh, let's talk about the, the world of CPA, right? Because this was in March of 2019. 2020. 2020. 2020. I'm, I'm glad I've I'm compressed to, all that time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm glad I'm getting to the point where I'm forgetting the year. Right. Uh, March right. of 2020, and mm-hmm. here are all these CPAs right in the middle of you know high tax season and uh, swamped. And uh, boy, the ones that had it together IT wise really uh, they shined. Yep. Absolutely. We had more companies starting to use more video conferencing technologies. Uh, Microsoft Teams, for instance, is part mm-hmm. of the Microsoft platform of being able to still see your fellow employees and still having those communications with clients where you can see each other's faces. Certainly zoom fatigue was a real thing. We all went through that. Right. Um, but that ability to stay connected during that time and those who had already invested in that process or those processes really, like you said, were able to kind of continue to move forward um, versus really kind of being shut down. So, uh, you know, we talked about an unexpected issue like a pandemic, but let's, let's get, into something that's really uh, happens a lot more often. Uh, data breaches, mm-hmm. natural disasters. Uh, we just had tornadoes come through the Atlanta area here last week. Talk about how to prepare for those kind of issues. So it's super important to think through that ahead of time. Um, that general in, or term is called business continuity. How in, in the face of a disaster, whether it be human-related or you know one you can't control, how does business continue? That's mm-hmm. really at the root. Business continuity sounds really scary and, you know, nobody ever thinks, you know, most people think it's just backs up, backups, right? I take my hard drives home every day. Right. Thing. Um, but business continuity is, is about much more. It's about how do we stay productive? How do we continue to provide whatever service we provide to our clients? Um, how do we deliver on the contracts that we have? How do we continue on in the face of something like that? And so a really good business continuity strategy includes a lot of different areas, but the, the biggest one is, you know, one we talked about, the ability to work from somewhere else. If, as you mentioned, if a tornado comes through or heaven forbid your office catches fire, um, everyone is having to work from home until, you know, until that's, that is done or the, the building is rebuilt. How do we, how, day two, how do we work? Mm. Um, and so that's something that we work with our customers on is creating that business continuity strategy, which includes not only physical location, where are we going to work? But two, if our data is destroyed, how do we get it back? 
Um, how do we continue to be able to connect to the services that we need to? How do we connect to our clients? What platforms do we use? Um, you know, again, where's our data backed up mm-hmm. uh, kind of a thing. So um, there's a lot to that. But the, the first thing, and, and I encourage a lot of our clients to do this, if you've never thought about business continuity, here's a great first step. Go to your office one day, get the people that matter around a table like this and tell them we're going to play some, we're going to do a role playing game. Okay. We're going to play some games. Our entire network was just destroyed. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What do we do? Right. And, and just watch the conversation unfold. And, 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 you know, there's some nervous laughter that starts like, Oh, are we really doing this? You know? (laughs) um, But, but as an owner, if you continue to push and say, no, no, this is important because this could, I know, these companies this happened to, what are we going to do? And the outcome of that won't be a perfect strategy. It won't be perfection, but it will start the company thinking through what do we need to think about? Mm. And and maybe who do we need to involve in helping us? Because if it had really happened today, man, would we be in trouble? Mm. Jason Etheridge is with us folks. He's the founder, uh, CEO, owner of, Logic Speak, uh, a managed services provider here in the Alpharetta area. So, uh, Jason, you have got some ideas about um, suggestions that business owners ought to consider mm-hmm. in terms of thinking about their IT services needs. Yep. Um, the and I know it's you know we're beating a tired drum, but but it has to continue to be is that if you are not currently investing in security. You have to, um, if you don't have, there's, there's kind of three fundamental technologies or three fundamental solutions. I'd love to encourage all of your listeners to do. If you don't have these, find someone to help your primary collaboration platform, Microsoft 365, whatever is your email, it needs to be protected with an MFA, multi-function, multi-factor authentication. Mm. Um, you know, those, those codes you get from your bank when you sign in or an app where you can kind of go and click a button, um, that will keep you safe. Not 100%, not guaranteed, but if someone in another country gets your email address and password, they won't be able to get in and start to steal. Um, So that's foundational technology number one. The second one is all of your data needs to be backed up wherever it is, and that includes Microsoft 365 or Google Workspace. We tend to think, well, Microsoft's got my data. They're going to back up my data for me, right? And they do for their purposes, meaning if they had a data center that gets blown up, right. then they'll restore your data. Mm-hmm. But if you had an employee on the way out, a malicious employee that deleted nine months worth of your data and you didn't find it for a while, right. you're toast. They're not going to help you. Um, so, so 100% data backups, making sure that those are happening and that they're being verified, number two. Number three is what we talked about before, security awareness training for all of your employees. Mm-hmm. That has to be core and required and checked and talked about and re-talked about because um, for employees, it has to stay front of mind. That's the only way that in the melee of the day, I get 100 emails. One comes in, it looks like it's from my owner. I'm too busy. I want to go to lunch. Click, click, click. And now I'm infected and now my files are encrypted. Mm. And without that training to have them stop and say, okay, a couple of seconds, let me think through did he really, did the owner really ask me to go get a thousand dollars worth of gift cards? That doesn't make a lot of sense. Right. Let me go ask him. Let me pick up the phone and call him. You know, you got to short circuit the brain. Um, so security awareness training is a must for every employee that uses computers as part of their daily business. 
Yeah. You know, these things, uh, they seem perfectly logical in retrospect, right? But the problem is that it's way too late at that point. No one wants to spend money on security <laughs> until the day after an infection. <laughs> right. For sure. Well, we already mentioned, uh, that, that you're, uh, I guess, uh, sweet spot in terms of the clients you work with are professional services providers, correct? Mm -hmm. Let's put some uh, more detail into that. Yeah. So typically we're best, you know, we are best served for, you know, with or for clients that are roughly 25 to 250 employees uh, in size. And that doesn't mean we don't have outliers on either side, um, but that use technology use computers as their you know way to get things done in their office. So if you use technology every day, then, then we're a good candidate to, to work with you. Um, and like you mentioned, professional services companies, businesses that focus on other businesses is generally kind of, you know, our sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's yeah. Good. Yeah. So anybody's that their factory floor is, uh, between their ears and on that's a right. computer, right? That's right. So yeah. Okay. Perfect. Um, I, I would, I think our audience would, would, uh, love to hear a success story. Uh, a success story that's an example of the great work you do. <clears throat> so our, the, going back to that kind of success story, I kind of gave it away a little bit early. Um, the biggest success that we that we had across all of our clients was really that preparation back before COVID. Um, you know, I, I heard horror stories from some other IT companies where they were working 60, 80 hours a week to try to get their their clients to be able to work, you know, during the pandemic. Mm. And, you know, not to say that, Life wasn't a little bit different, yeah. but for us, it was business as usual. And we, you know, of course we had some companies that, that hadn't thought through that or taken our recommendations, but because of this alignment process that we talked about and the strategic part of moving clients um, to more widely available cloud services, people went home mm. and they kept working. Um, yeah. You know, we, we went home. We can, all of our services are in the cloud. We continue to take tickets. We continue to um, meet with our clients virtually and have lots and lots of teams calls, um, you know, hopping on their computer remotely. Um, so that, that particular period of time, like you mentioned from kind of March or April of 2020, you know, into July and August of 2020, when we had no idea what life was going to be like, mm. um, we really shined, um, you know, and, and really kind of, it was the recommendations we had been making. It was, it was the preparation years before at recognizing the value of moving, you know, our, our infrastructure and moving our network to the cloud and those kinds of things that our clients had listened to. And at this point, 95%, if not more are in office 365, you know, with us. And, um, you know, so we've, we've been really pleased by the the benefit and the ability of our clients to continue working through that. Jason Etheridge has been with us folks. Uh, he's with logic speak um, he's an IT professional with a personality. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to add that to my business card. I think you should. And I see in the show notes, it says you were voted life of the party by your coworkers. So tell, uh, just say more about that. How'd that happen? Well, I, what, I th- what, what lampshade, uh, do we need? Well, to- I, I, I have to protect the innocent Okay. or in this case, maybe the guilty. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, we, we are at our company. We have, we have a lot of fun together. Um, mm-hmm. you know, as you mentioned, we're just down the road and, yep. and feel free to stop by anytime we play ping pong together. We have, you know, we have all kinds of events, you uh-huh. know, we ugly sweater contests and, and, you know, the whole deal. Mm. Um, I think the reason that they voted me that is because I am not willing to embarrass. I'm not afraid to embarrass myself. I, I will, I will go to great lengths to get a laugh. Well, uh, 
We'll have to come by and see that because, see, we didn't see that today. You did a great job. So, well, yeah, thank you, know, you for I'm that. I'm out in public, right? Yeah, okay. I, you know, there we go. Okay. Sounds good. Well, uh, hey, before we let you go, though, we've got to ask the most important question, and I can't imagine there aren't some folks that want to be in touch, so let's tell them how they can do that. Yeah, thanks so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, my name is Jason Etheridge, Logic Speak. We're here in Alpharetta, Georgia. Um, you can reach us innumerable ways. Probably the easiest is via our website, logicspeak.com, L-O-G-I-C, S is in Sierra, P E A K dot com. Um, there's a contact us form that you can fill out securely, and um, we would love to have a chat. Um, if you find that you're working with a company that is not thinking about strategy and is not moving things forward for you, we can help. Jason Etheridge, folks, with Logic Speak. Jason, thanks again for coming on. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Hey, folks, if you've got some other dis function in your business that involves administrative tasks. You're spending too much time on those bookkeeping. Well, your books are in a shoebox uh, <laughs> with a bunch of receipts and you don't know, uh, you don't have financials to run your business off of. Well, here's a suggestion for you. Get in touch with the great folks at office angels. Uh, yes, they're angels. And I know that myself cause I use their services. They have a whole team of angels that fly in, get the job done, and they fly out. And they've got the talent experience necessary to handle the work you give them that you need to get done to create a uh, and maintain a successful small business. Your terms, your timeline, they can help out for a, a year, a week, or simply on a project. Call SES Cabido, 770-442-9246, tell her I sent you, or go to officeangels.us to learn more, and I think you'll be glad you did. And North Fulton Business Radio, folks, is on all the major podcast apps. North Fulton Business Radio is the search term that you can find the show, and we would be honored if you are not already a subscriber to the show to please do so and help us uh Celebrate the work of great business leaders in our community like Jason. Um, You have also shared the show in the past. We'd appreciate if you would continue to do that. If you've heard something here that makes you think, hey, uh, this person I know needs to hear about Jason or needs to hear about any of the other guests that we've had on our show, please share the show. We're here to celebrate the great work of business leaders in our community, shine the work on their uh, shine the light on their work, I should say, and uh, celebrate them. So if you could help us in fulfilling that mission, we would be grateful to you as we can, as uh, always. So for my guest, Jason Etheridge, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on North Fulton Business Radio.